Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Time for our expert feature now and the Monday expert feature this week features someone, well, everything. It features people who know everything about their field of expertise and this man does know about rats and mice and vermin and this woman knows about all of those stuff. I've been on many uh, people's minds over the past couple of weeks, especially for those who've had uh, them scurrying across the shelves in their local supermarket, for goodness sake. Oh my dear. Today's expert uh, is a feature on predator trapping in and around the house and property and we're talking to Jesse Morgan. Chief Executive of Predator Free New Zealand Trust. If you have any questions you want Jesse to answer about setting up uh, your traps, etc., then please text us on 2101 and we'll put them to her. Hi, Jesse. Kia ora, Mark. Sorry, I called you he before because I, was, I had Jesse uh, Mulligan in my mind, I think. <laughs> no worries at all. <laughs> so, firstly, rats and mice, they're running rampant in supermarkets, for goodness sake. Uh, what are your thoughts on all those sightings? Yeah, well, I guess the thing with rats and mice is that they are always around and Mm. we just don't often see them. And um, I guess finding them in a supermarket situation is quite confronting for us where we get our food and where we expect there to be quite a level of hygiene. Mm. But they are um, always around us and we, we just don't see them or see the signs of them. And so need to stay on top of their populations, really, so that they don't get into our food and um, spread disease and mm. um, things like that. So, yeah, I think it's really challenging for these supermarkets now to get on top of the problem, and I'm sure they already had predator control programs around their perimeters and in their buildings, but now that the populations have kind of made the supermarkets their homes, it will be quite tricky to get on top of them. Absolutely, yeah. So is it rat season at the moment? Is there a rat season? There is a rat season. Typically it's um they start breeding kind of March and maybe because it and so their numbers sorry, their numbers start increasing in kind of early March. Mm. So we're not too far off. We typically don't notice them uh I think because until a bit later when the weather starts to cool and they come inside to find shelter, warmth and food. Uh but I suspect that at the mo- at the moment, um, you know, the, there's quite a lot of food around, but the numbers are just high, probably because of the warm summer. Mm. Um, but they are always around. There's not there's not really a season. We just have times of the year where we notice them more because mm. they come inside our walls or our roof cavities. You hear them scratching around up in the ceiling or something like that. Um, it, yeah. It, it, there's often they talk of the what is it, the the seed mast thing where that where you know the trees are giving off more seeds particularly year. I don't know whether this year is one of those, and of course that creates a lot more food for them, doesn't it? That's right. That typically happens in our beach forests, and right. you get this kind of rise of rodent numbers, and then behind that you get a rise of stoat numbers to eat the. Rats. Um, the rodents and the and, yeah the moths and rats and what happens then is when the food supply drops off, those um, increased population of particularly stoats turns to our native species and so yeah. it can be really devastating for in our um, native forests in particular. Yeah, um, we're probably not seeing that quite so much in an urban 
context, but there will be a lot of seed around, which enables them to breed a lot and for the um, for the rat numbers to, to increase. So, yeah, I guess it's that constant vigilance and it's really um, realising that those um, that rats and mice are always around and to stay on top of them mm. uh, and kind of have a constant constant control both in your house and outside. I think increasingly in the last kind of 10 years, people have started to realise if they control predators in their back gardens and around their house, then they're less likely to make it inside their house and kind of chew through dishwasher pipes or electrical wires yes. and cause the havoc they can. So um, the, you know, the the trend, I guess, or the prevalence of people trapping in their back gardens has really increased in the last kind of 10 years and yeah. I think it's had quite a big impact, especially in cities like Wellington. Yes, well, I, I live in, in the country and um, my neighbour, he, he's his theory, which seems to work, is to put the traps you know, around the perimeter of his property pretty much and, uh, as you say, keep them from getting near the house. They get attracted to the traps and see you later. Yeah, that's right. And rat, rats do like, you know, they, they, they're sneaky and they want cover from other predators. So they like running along the edges of things. So having mm. your traps along fence lines or um, along the sides of your house is actually a great place to have them because they'll be running along those lines to um, find shelter from yes. other predators and seeing them. Now, we've got a, a message, a text message. Please help me. I have been overtaken by mice for the last four months and I'm just about giving up. I have poodles and don't want to kill my dogs with the mm. bait, presumably. Well, yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, research into different baits and um, that won't impact your dogs. So I think... You know, the number of dead mice that have been killed by a toxin that your dogs would need to eat would be quite significant. Mm. You can store your bait um, that in, in containers that um, or bait stations where the mice can come through the bait station, yeah. but the poodles won't be able to get into. So I think uh, there's definitely options out there. And a lot of the traps um, come in wooden kind of wooden tunnels to protect them from um, protect pets and kids yes. from getting you know, getting their hands you know whacked by the or their paws whacked by the traps. So there are ways of doing it. I yeah. definitely um, keep an eye out for f- other food supplies, so rotten fruit on the ground and seeds and things like that that you can kind of control. Compost bins. There's ways of ways of um, rat proofing and your compost bin that would be useful to look at just to yeah. minimise those numbers. Yeah. The benefit is if you've got rat if you've got problem with mice you probably don't have rats around so your focus will be on on controlling the mice so good news is there's probably not too many rats around but you do need to get on top of those mice why pardon my ignorance but why is that what what is it with the mice and the rats it's just the relationship between them and the environment that and so um the rat you know bigger predator keeps a control on the mouse numbers probably due to food competition right Um, i'm not sure on that mechanism but uh, yeah, there's definitely a relationship between the rats and the mice yeah. numbers. So if there are more mice, then it means there are fewer rats around to eat them. So, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, that's right. we're looking at pest and predator trapping uh, around the house. What, 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 are, what should most houses have in, in place, basically? 
Yeah, well, it re- it's it's a little bit tricky because it depends what you've got. Yeah. And so what we, we recommend people do is um, that they put two cards around their property and they are a core flute card, really, with peanut butter shoved in the edges so you can make your own or you can purchase them mm. and then you can tell by the bite marks what's present in your area so we get lots of people saying oh we don't have any rats in our back garden and they put those chew cards out around the premises and they're shocked by the number of bite marks on the cards um, but also people will have problems with possums and other predators that they'll want to control within their um, within their back garden mm, mm. and then once you've kind of worked out what you've got, you need to identify what um, traps or toxins you're going to use. And the um, the key thing here is there's a whole range of different traps on the market and not all of them are, are that great. And so I'd recommend looking for traps that have met the humane standard in New Zealand, which is called the NAWAC standards, um, to ensure that the animal is killed cleanly and killed first time. But... There's also different traps. There's a trap called the good nature trap that is an automatically resetting trap. So if you you don't like touching furry animals, the good na- nature trap will kill the kill the rat or the mouse and it falls out the bottom and normally scavenged by the neighborhood cat or something like or you know a bird or whatever. And so you don't actually have to deal with the um, dead animal. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's plenty of traps. A good old fashioned, you know, what we would draw if someone asked us to draw a mouse trap. That yeah. that trap actually um, is still really effective and comes in a larger size for rats. And using using that within a tu- within a tunnel environment, so kind of a wooden box that helps direct the rat um, straight into that trap for a clean um, yeah. kill, is um, is probably what we would recommend um, for most most situations. And every Disney program would have, or, you know, Bugs Bunny or one of those, but it would have had a classic hunk of cheese. Is that is that still the best <laughs> lure? Yeah, well, no, cheese has kind of gone out of fashion, I think. But um, what we recommend is peanut butter or an egg-based mayonnaise. So both last quite a long time and both are quite attractive to um, rodents. Yeah. And so, and are, are found in kind of most people's um pantries so yeah the peanut peanut butter seems to be the favorable um favorable option and the and also thinking about where that trap is located so we talked about um earlier about putting those traps along the fence lines yes. by your compost bin under your house along the edges of your house where where animals are likely to run along um and that's the other thing a chew card can help you with is identify the areas in your backyard where the rats are mm. um are going and where where they'll stop and eat because those the places where you find the chew card marks are the most likely places that your traps will be successful to. So where do you get the core flute? Uh, I mean, do you make your own or can you buy them? Are they a commercial thing? Yeah, you can product? you can buy them. Um, you can buy them from my ten, I think. But you can also buy them. We've got we run a um, online shop that you can buy a pack of three for about eight dollars, I think, sent to your house. Um, but you can just make them quite easily as well. Mm. So you just, you know, if people have got a real estate sign or um, around election season, there's quite a lot of core flute going <laughs> spare. Um, so, yeah, they, they are actually quite easy quite easy to make. The other thing to do is lots of communities now have these, um, you know, predator-free groups within their community. So reaching out to your local um, c- community group can be a really good way of, 
getting the knowledge, getting linked into what's happening in your area. But mm. often they have traps um, available either to buy at a reasonable price or for free. Uh, and, and they can just give you a bit more guidance in terms of um, the, the tools that are working in that area and what's around. Yeah. Uh, people get very passionate about this, don't they? I know Jesse Mulligan is one who does. Um, and uh, they, they get very proudly uh, have uh, their kill count, if you like, if they do uh, <laughs> manage to get the traps, uh, you know, catching some, some pests. That's the, Yeah, they do. I guess the thing with introduced predators is they're not only a nuisance to us by chewing our wires or scurrying around our roof, but they have a huge impact on our native species. Yes. And I think what we're seeing more and more of is people realising that they can actually um, make a difference in this space and, and help towards uh, removing predators from their local community. And once they start to do that and start seeing, you know, the um, lizards come back and the birds come back, then they're kind of sold for life, really. And mm. they they want to kind of keep those awesome species, awesome kind of native birds coming back into their back garden. And so how can they help support that is kind of one of the key things that keeps people motivated. I think the, di- the disease and the nuisance caused by the um, rodents is, is only one thing and probably how we've traditionally looked at predator control but there's actually a huge impact on our native species too. Mm. And do you have a, a recommendation in terms of traps and, and what sort of money are you talking about? What sort of cost would be applied to buying traps? I mean, yeah, the, more, so- the, more, the more, you know, the superior ones rather than the, just the supermarket, you know, the old-fashioned ones. Well, we actually one of our top sellers through our through our site, and what we recommend um, people use is actually like one of those old fashioned ones. It's called a Victor Professional, and so it's like one of those old fashioned ones, but it's got a meaty spring in it, and so <laughs> it's got quite a good power to it. And so we recommend one of those in a wooden wooden tunnel to keep yep. it kind of safe from um, keep kids and pets safe, pets and that's about thirty dollars delivered to your door. Hoping my prices are up to date, actually. Um, but that's about $30 delivered to your door. And that's why, because they're kind of box, you know, a, quite a big box and they're quite hard to ship, that's why I recommend people um, find their local, try and find their local community group because quite often the local men's shed's making these boxes because they're just a wooden box with mesh on both ends so that predator can see right through, the rat can see right through. It's got an entrance at one end that it can run through into the trap. And yeah. um, it's so it means it's, you know, it's a really good way of um, of getting those rats. And we, yeah, so if you contact your local group, then they might have access to some of those boxes without having to ship them around the country, mm-hmm. which is the kind of costly part of it. The more high-tech ones, so the good nature traps that I was talking about with the um, that, with the automatic um, kill and that yes. they f- fall out the bottom. They're closer to about one hundred and ninety dollars, I think. So they're wow. quite a pricey um, option. Mm. Uh, but people like those for in their holiday homes and places that they're not visiting very often and not checking the traps regularly. Whereas the, if you're checking your trap in the back garden quite regularly, if it's by your washing line or your compost bin, then you can just. Um, have a look in there quite regularly and clear it if you need to. Yeah. So you probably don't need a, a more expensive resetting option in and that situation. Then disposal of the uh, you know the finished product if you like. What what's the best advice yeah. there? Well, don't put it in your compost bin. 
because they explode basically so um yeah so don't put it in the compost bin but do put it in um either bury it in the ground um so in a, in a shallow grave or um in your rubbish bin is probably the best option just put it in your rubbish bin and, and it will go out with your collection i have another text here i have a child who is allergic to peanuts and almond mm. almond butter is a great bait for the classic mouse trap it works just as well that's from joe so that, thanks joe yeah appreciate yeah. Good, good advice what about apartment living um what what do you is, is there anything special in terms of recommendation for those who are more more people living in apartments these days than ever before yeah totally and ho- hopefully no no um rodent problems in those yes. in those situations you know you'd hope there'd be a really good um, control in the basement and things. It's probably more likely to be mice, but uh, you could use those same tra- same traps, the little mouse trap um, mm. behind your fridge or in areas, you know, in areas where they're kind of sneaking along um, straight edges is probably the best place for those mm. um, mouse traps. There's also different um, bait stations that you can have with a little bit of bait in them, but keeps it safe from pets. Yeah. And so the the mice are kind of eating eating the bait. Are those sort of um, black boxes with the round hole at one end, and um, they get in there and? Yeah, that's right. So they get they get, get, the get in there. They eat. The bait. Yeah, they they eat the bait and then they go away and yeah. um, die. So yeah, I th- you know that's that's an option. Mm. Um, now I know a yeah, lot of people a lot of people have uh, fear, well fear or just hate the thought of rats like most people probably think that all mice for that mm. matter um any tips for those who find the part of you know sort of clearing a trap a particularly gross thought what would you suggest is there a way of making it easier well i guess you can compartmentalize that the damage that that if you can work out that the rat's doing so much damage in the yeah. environment and so you're actually doing a good thing by getting that rat out of the environment and and um, dispatching of it. Yeah. Lots of people can kind of come to terms with it um, in that way. And the other option, again, is this: these neighbourhood networks that are doing this backyard trapping are amazing, and we've heard all sorts of stories of people from Rotary coming and clearing the traps of people who didn't want to set the traps or don't want to deal with the dead animals to school kids doing rounds of doing it. Um, so there's lots of lots of options, and I think as soon as you start talking to neighbours about this, you'll find people who are also doing the doing um, rat control in their back gardens, and don't mind coming and doing it in your back garden because mm. actually the bigger the area that you are controlling, um, the better the outcome. And so that's you know if you think of predatory Miramar, which has recently announced that they have removed rats from that peninsula, their supermarkets are now in the safe haven, I guess, of not having any predators around them because the whole peninsula is being done. So that's the aim in the predator-free context is if we remove predators, introduce predators from all of New Zealand, then we won't have to do this continual kind of control to just stay on top of the numbers or just get the ones that, um, you know, taking the top of the population all the time. Jesse, is there any um, advice for people who just briefly who uh, you would like to volunteer don't really know how to get involved? Yeah, so we run a website called predatorfreenz.org and on that map there's a find a group option. So um, you can go and find a group in your local area 
and the groups are really keen for more volunteers and um yeah that that's a great way of finding people who are like-minded and um want to be controlling predators in their um either in their com- community in their reserves or in backyards um and and so i would recommend having a look on that map there's there's thousands of groups across the country doing this work and there's there's lots of cool people and they're having um really good impact in terms of creating these safe havens for our native species too. Fantastic. Jesse, thank you so much for your time uh, and information. Um, great and, and good luck with, uh, with your quest for predator-free New Zealand. Thanks so much, Mark. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.